Welcome to Growth Nostalgia, a podcast where we share our journeys, our struggles, our wins, and our dreams. I'm your host, Yesenia. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for everybody who listened to part one and part two of AMP, uh, Growth with AMP. Um, Man, he's been on a journey and he really was educating us and he really said some things that were valuable. Um, And I just appreciate everybody who posted it, who DM'd us, who... um, reached out who text us. Um, I know a few people text Amph, a few people um, hit me up uh, and it's just all love and we're just so appreciative. Really excited about this episode here, Growth with Erica Mo, because she's an amazing person. She's my close friend and because she's just grown so much within the last few years and it's going to be awesome for y'all to hear what she's been up to. So without further ado, let's jump in. Segment one, what's good? So what's good? So I feel like there's not a lot that I can update y'all on because I don't feel like much is going on in my life, but there's always something to talk about, so I'm going to do my best. Um, consistently going to therapy still every other week. I'm feeling really just grateful that we have insurance, that we have the opportunity to put our mental health first. Y'all know by last episode and what we've all talked about, um, me, Anthony, and I are pretty much mental health advocates. We just say, like, you're not going to go, like Anthony said, you're not going to come out of it worse than you went in. Um, and just, I feel like just like your car needs maintenance, your mind is too, you got to take care of yourself. And if you're not okay, that's okay. Seek help. Um, you know, we all want to heal. We all want to grow. And that's what I'm trying to do with myself. Um, because you know, I want to be the best wife. I want to be the best me and I want to be the best parent one day, best daughter, all that stuff, working all that stuff out. So been doing that still. Everything's going good there. Um, my faith is continuing to grow, exploring, um, my faith more and more, like I've shared in the past. Uh, I've been exploring the Bible app. Um, and recently like it popped up asking me if I wanted to start a Bible plan. Um, Easter is the Sunday, by the time y'all hear this Easter would have just passed, but Easter is coming up. And so it asked me like, do you want to do like a Holy week, a plan or whatever? And I said, uh, eh, why not? I never like kept up on it before when I've tried to do plans and it was good. It was something simple, um, a little devotional that was like not long to read. And then part of the Bible. And obviously it's focused on Jesus's life right now, leading up until his death on Good Friday. Um, and then um, now going into the resurrection. And, you know, it was just really interesting last year, actually, around this time before Easter, I started to really like start to think about um, Jesus and his suffering and how it must have been so scary to know that you're about to die. You're about to die for everybody, but still you're about to suffer. And um, I just started to think about that. And last year I just got curious and started reading the Bible. And I started with the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are said to be the easiest to read in the Bible if you want to start reading the Bible, because it just focuses on Jesus's life and his death through four different perspectives. And so, man, it was just really interesting. And it's crazy because there are so many themes and things that you'll find from the Bible that are so relatable but it's really not crazy because that's the Bible, right? Like 
that's where everything comes from because it's all been done before. It's all been said and done before. But yeah, you know, I've just spent some time reflecting on the suffering of Jesus and his sacrifice for us and just the humanity of it all. It's We're just blessed, to be honest with you. Anthony and I, we have a few friends that have been going through some hard times who are grieving or who are um, just praying for family members who are sick and um you know, we're we're just been draw, trying to draw from our own experience going through Becca, going through Adrian, and um, the ways we're trying to show up for our friends and the people we love, the ways that people showed up for us. I just have never seen the type of love and support that Anthony received, Anthony and his family received when uh, they lost Becca. And, you know, we have a few friends that are going through it right now, and we know we've been just trying to be emotionally there for them and supportive and just sending them good good you know energy and praying for them every night you know it's it's hard people a lot of people are still going through really hard times we're so grateful that we are just like right now in a really good space in our life after so much tragedy but there's people out there who are going through tragedy right now and you know we want to be there for them the way that people were there for us because that made such a huge difference so we just continue to pray and be there be a light for people you know you know who you are, praying for your family, um, and we just we just love you guys. Um, and also, if you see signs from your loved ones, if they have passed away, they're real. That is real. That is real. That's all I got to say. Work's been chill. It's been slowing down a bit, trying to stay focused, trying to do my best, trying to uh, use my gifts, trying to, you know, come up with new ideas and just try not to be burnt out feeling way better. Like I had mentioned in the past, the past episode, I'm feeling way better about work. Just like whatever's meant to be is meant to be. I'm really at peace with everything right now. I did recently have an interview like a week or two ago, um, with the Cal state, a local Cal state. And I'm just like, listen, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Um, so God's plan, God's timing. I'm like, we'll see. I know, I know I'm on my way up. I know it. I know it. It's just when it's going to happen. But also what I learned in this last interview, because they hit me up the morning of like, yo, you re- you you down to interview. I've never felt like if you the, the that line, if you don't stay ready, you don't have, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I've never felt like I lived that so hard until that interview, because I have had a few interviews and I like have kind of like studied and prepped for past interviews like hella, hella hard that this interview, I didn't have to prep as much because I was ready. Like, I was like, yo, I stay ready. So that was really awesome to see, like, the kind of like the fruits of my labor in terms of just, like, preparing. So I'm hyped. So whatever's meant to be is meant to be. My family's good. They're healthy, which is more than I can ask for. We're blessed with amazing friends. That whole thing is good. Um, Nothing bad to say there. As far as Anthony and I, we're good as well. I think that, I don't know about y'all, but, like, during quarantine and during like not really being able to see a lot of people and just a lot of stressors within the last few months, you know, obviously death and obviously like our wedding and things beyond that. Um, you know, you start to like get over being around each other all the time. Cause you're together 24 seven, Anthony, Anthony and I both work from home. So we're together all the time, but now that things are starting to open up a little bit more and we're getting to be around other people things are getting good like things are getting like not like things were ever bad but things are just like feeling more chill feeling better and like oh we we can breathe now right but yeah everything's good our mental health is good and 
we're just grateful for our friends and our families and to have the opportunities to be able to go out and see people that we love and married life is good as far as my fitness goals um still working on my seven miles per week one mile per day or one mile per day day um i have my little spurts there i'll be like good monday through thursday but then fridays i'm like i don't know about friday because i kind of want to just like not be sweaty and go to the mall on my lunch or like do something dumb but um I'm working on it. I'm, I've been like replacing my non-healthy snacks with healthy snacks. The other day I was like, I want something sweet like every night. That's just my life. Um, and I was like, I'm going to eat some strawberries and just be a good girl. And I've been also trying to make smoothies a, for a few times a week, like green smoothies. Um, and just kind of make sure that I'm getting everything that I need. I'm like, I need some more of just the earth, like veggies fruits and veggies like I need all the good stuff because I want to I just want to feel good and so transitioning doing that trying to stay focused on that um and yeah life is good I can't I honestly can't complain about anything I feel like we're just best and I keep saying this but it's because we are you know we have an amazing home we're blessed with so many people we're blessed with an amazing family even though not gonna lie sometimes my family gets them on nerves but I love them I love them, and I wouldn't want to trade anything, trade any of that for the world. So, so I'm really, really excited about this episode to get to have Erica uh, back on for y'all to hear an update with what's going on with her, and also have my husband co-host because he knows Erica so well, and they've really developed a friendship um, the last few years. So I'm really just grateful for their d- the development of their own relationship and how they are able to connect on their own and just really be there for one another um it's just such a blessing to have that because i know not a lot of people have that and it's very very rare so i don't take it for granted um but yeah i'm just really excited for you guys to hear from erica and without further ado let's just jump in let's get into it let's talk to erica let's go damn Damn. 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 so joining us today is erica erica mo she's back she's gonna um, give us an update about what has been going on the past few years. So firstly, I just wanted to say thank you, Erica, for being here and recording and being open to sharing your story. Yes. Thank you for having me here. I'm like <laughs> so hyped to be back. I wanted to jump back into the podcast world and I'm very excited because Amp is here too. So yeah. And that's the other thing. I just wanted to welcome Amp back because he's going to be my co-host because as y'all heard on the last episode, I just really love the dynamic and the friendship and the love that these two people that I love so much have. So I just think it's right that Erica was there for Amp's episode. So why can't Amp be here for Erica's episode? Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> he a fool. Anyway, before we jump into what has been going on the past few years, Um, Since we recorded your episode, because we know a lot has changed. I mean, a lot has changed for many of us. Um, Can you give us a recap of what you went through and talked about in your first episode with just your life and coming up and everything? Yeah, definitely. Uh, The last time that I was here, I believe I had just left Gucci uh, to work for another company. I just really felt in my heart that it was time to move on and see what else was out there for me. So I took the risk of leaving and going someplace else. Um, I believe at the time we recorded it, uh, my brother had passed away. So my family 
was going through a lot with dealing with the grief of that and yeah. just the struggle that obviously comes with that. Um, my daughter was growing up. Mm-hmm. She was going through her early teens, which is like a crazy world in itself. Um, and I think I had just started uh, kickstarting reselling with Mo Vintage again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You shared a little bit about your journey with pregnancy. You shared your some journey um, with your family and just just coming up with Mo Vintage, how that came about too. And that was, that was so interesting and awesome. But talk to me about what has happened since the last episode. A lot, a whole (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) Um, No. So uh, just circling back to what I had said earlier, I had left Gucci to go work with this company. I just felt it was time to see what else was out there. Mm -hmm. I took the leap and I fell on my ass. Um, it happens, you know, it happens. It did not work out. Um, it's just a lot of extra things, but I, I ended up getting fired and it just didn't work. Um, which was kind of bull. If you ask me, it was, it's a long story. It's a long story, but you know, it was life ain't always fair. Life ain't always fair. But I actually think now in retrospect, it was, it was completely fair. It was, yeah, it was that situation wasn't fair, but I wasn't meant to be there. I wasn't meant to be there. That situation was not fair. Um, but it ended up catapulting me into the exact place that I was meant to be where I am now. And mm-hmm. life is crazy. Like when something hits you <laughs> down like that, I remember I was like in my bed Girl, for like weeks. Like I <laughs> remember like you called me and you were just like really upset and I remember, because t- I, w- I was I'm at USC, or I was at USC, or I'm still at USC, but I'm saying like physically on campus. I remember being on campus, and I remember when you had called me, I was walking back from like one of our, our Target trips, because we just like go to Target or Trader Joe's on, on our breaks or whatever, because it's like right there. Me and my coworker were coming back, and you called me, and you were just like very upset, and you were telling me like, you know, you think you're going to get fired and you don't know what you're going to do. And I remember telling my, co- my coworker, like, I don't know what she's going to do. Like, she's very invested in this and she's going to be very, like, heartbroken if this doesn't happen, like, if this doesn't work out. And I just remember being sad for you and scared for you. Mm-hmm. And, like, I never doubted that you were going to figure it out. But I remember in that moment being like, oh, my God, like, I don't mm-hmm. want my friend to go through this. Like, this sucks. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, like I had, I left a place of like complete comfort. Yeah. But um, you weren't happy there either. So yeah. it was like, you had to leave it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know that there, there was possible like potential for growth in that company. And yeah. I mean, it's a great company, but it's, I wasn't happy. Um, my heart wasn't there. And, uh, when all of that went down, I was just riding so hard on the idea that that was my future with this company. And I, you know, took this leap of faith and, mm-hmm all the things and it just completely went left and uh, I just, I lost it for a few Mm -hmm. weeks. I was just in bed and couldn't do anything crying. Like, what am I going to do? Um, and you just like feel this shame almost. And I feel like you felt like you knew what your journey was supposed to be so clearly. And then when this happened, it just shook your world and you're like, now I don't know what Mm -hmm. my future is supposed to be. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore. And I think that's what was like really, hard for you at that time. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask from my experience and other people experience is that sometimes when you leave your comfort job, you take that leap of faith 
and it's always something that's better. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of us have been through, I've been through it, that when you two take that comfort leap, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. How hard was it for you not to step, take two steps back to go back to where you used to work? I. Uh, so, I mean, the opportunity was always there to go back. I left on really good terms, um, mm-hmm. and it was there. If I wanted to go back, I could have at any time. I think I had to process the fact that I wasn't going to be on this path that I thought I was. Yeah. And then I was, a part of it was pride. I didn't want to go back because yeah. of my pride. I was like, I can't just go yeah. back. I was like, I'm <laughs> out of here. Bye. I'm going to go do all these great things. And then I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? I'm back. No, a part of it was, a huge part of it was pride, uh, just to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. And then also I was just like, you know, this was for something. Yeah. Me leaving was for something. I wanted to do something where my heart was invested in it. I knew that I could be doing more. And this opportunity, although it didn't work out, there has to be something else, you know? Yeah. Um, and it took a, a while to figure that out. Shout yeah. out to the homegirl, Sarah. She reached out to me and she's like, hey, I have all these freelance gigs yes, come through. That was awesome. That yes. was, she's a good friend. Yeah, she's amazing. And I think I needed to like have that time of going through mm. like that really sad, depressed like state to go into like a creative realm and just like mm. kind of escape to Palm Springs. And I would take Haley with me. We would go do yeah. all this social media work. And just I was doing all these freelance gigs. I which, remember. And, and it's very chaotic and like, it's yeah. like, okay, you have like a gig here, a gig there, but it's also a lot of freedom. Yeah. Um, and I think I just like needed that for a while, you know, yeah. just to just sit in that creative space yeah. and figure it out. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an idea in the back of my head, especially because I loved so many of the people I worked with. I was like, oh, you know, these people would welcome me back with yeah, open arms, easy. but it just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I think one thing that we have conversations about a lot is just kind of like, sometimes like the, like the obvious, Mm -hmm. the obvious thing that you should do. And the easiest thing is like, you want to do that, but you know, you're not going to be happy. And Mm -hmm. going back would have been, it would have been, even though it would have hurt your pride, it would have been easy. Definitely. And it would have been a cop out in a way. But then that, that kind of would be you telling yourself you didn't trust or you didn't believe in something more. But then on top of that, it's like you trusted enough in yourself to take that leap of faith and you failed. Mm-hmm. So then you're questioning yourself. So it's just like you're faced with this, like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I, I don't have the talents or I'm not good enough. And mm-hmm. maybe I am only supposed to be here, which is never true. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like it's like what I always say. It's like, it's God's testing you. Like, yeah. God's like, do you really believe in yourself? Do you really think yeah. that you can do this? You would tell me that often. I know. You would always <laughs> tell me that actually, like, this is a test. And I'm like, yeah. girl, I'm filling in all the bubbles. I'm writing it's in all easy. the answers. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, it's so easy to doubt yourself when something like that happens and just be like, well, I'm going to go back to what I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't uh, because through that, so I was like, what happened, girl? So what happened? Tell well, us let me about tell you, it. Tell let me tell us. you how, the, how the things <laughs> fall into place as they should. Um, so I was looking Wait, for... Wait, what did you say that this episode should be called? <laughs> <laughs> what'd, you call, what'd you call it? Um, bad, bitch, bad bitches bounce back. That's right, baby. <laughs> That's right. You know, I'm real good with the, with the bounce back. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was looking for more freelance gigs through... Obviously, I was doing stuff with Sarah, and I was like, okay... I really, really want to get back into something like fashion, just like oriented. I was looking online at a bunch of stuff. There was like all these different random little things to do. And I was just like, I just really want to do something that's like in vintage. I'll even work in a vintage store. You were open. I was open. And 
I searched the keywords vintage fashion job or something, something like super oh generic. Gosh, that's crazy. I didn't even know this. Yeah. It's so <laughs> like I searched it and this random listing came up on like, I don't even know if it was like LinkedIn or what. It was just this very generic listing for, it was like a vintage, something where you're like cataloging vintage and like taking photos mm-hmm. of it. And I was like, okay, this sounds like what I would do on like Etsy or something. Yeah. So I reach out, I uh, send in my resume, I research the company and I mm-hmm. find this company I read into it. It's like woman-owned, woman of color owned. Mm-mm. Their whole mission statement is like supportive of small business and like just helping to support small business vintage vintage stores to like just sell basically. Mm-hmm. So the job was like, oh, you freelance like upload all these clothes, you pick up clothes from people, you help them like put their stuff online. Super simple. I like kept looking into it. I did research on the CEO, Shilla, mm. who like I became a fan of right off bat. Like she <laughs> I remember you told me gosh. you researched her. Yeah. You were like, oh my gosh. I yeah. was like, I love her. Yeah, you became a fan. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So I was like, I have to work for this company. I think the job at that time had already been filled, but I still wrote her and mm. I was like, I love everything about this. I want to be a part of this. She ended up contacting me back and then I got a freelance gig with them. And I was working with them for some time just freelance doing, um, it's yeah, pretty much I like a city that. captain. Yeah. Uh, and then just doing all these, like, she you, would just... But do- I think too, sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. I think that like, because where you were at, you were just open to what, at whatever level, you just wanted to be into what you were doing. You wanted to get your foot into what you were already passionate and loving, mm-hmm. like lo- lo- what you love, which is clothing, vintage, that, yeah. you know, fashion. And so I think like that's awesome that you were in that position because it was it made you not be like, I'm too good for that role. Yeah. Like you were just open. You're like, you know what, wherever this leads me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean I really needed a job too. So I mean that didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, Let's like Let's call a spade a spade. Was, I mean, it's you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I love the company. I did a FaceTime interview with her. She was amazing. Uh, the company, I looked more into it and I was just yeah. like, I have to be a part of this. So Dang. I was. Um, and through that, I was able to build a team in the IE and we were just all doing kind of a similar thing. Was, was this, this pre-COVID? Yeah, this is pre-COVID. What, when did this go down? This was, oh, I think I was like doing freelance stuff for like six months. So this, I'm going on like my second year with a company right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So this is pretty much right after you got let go from that one job. Oh, yeah. Freelancing a little, that one place that (laughs) I helped you. Sorry, I helped you get a job there. It's cool. I appreciate you for helping me. I'm I'm sorry I let you down. (laughs) No, it's okay. The person that I... I hit up a person at that company to get you that job, and then she no longer works there because she quit. Yes, you know, it's a toxicity uh, is a thing. Yeah, toxic she was, workplace is a real place. No, no one backs thing. that place anymore. But um, yeah, canceled. So you, we won't even say your name, like Voldemort. Yeah. Uh, so you've been there for two years now that you're at now. I'm going on. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. time flies. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It it flies when you're like doing what you love. When too. you love it. Yeah. yeah. So wait, so what did you start off doing, and what how did it evolve? So I was a freelancer for them. I was basically doing uploads into this app of different stores, helping them get their inventory online to resell. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing about Shop Thrilling is they are so supportive of small business. Mm -hmm. A majority of their businesses are women ran as well, which is like, bomb. So I 
was down. And then through that, I was able to kickstart reselling through with Mo Vintage again. Yeah. So yeah, it was awesome. And I was just like, this is cool. It's like freelance, you know. Um, I was doing that for some time. And then I had been reached back out to uh, from Kiering, which is the company that owns Gucci. And mm. they had offered me an opportunity with uh, like a side kind of thing they were doing in partnership with the Gucci store. But it was like... Um, they're like watch and jewelry company. Mm-hmm. So I was in talks with them to possibly go back. And the the role that they wanted me to come into was like, it almost felt like it was like tailored design for me because it was very much like um, you're like interfacing with people and you're networking. And I was like, oh, this is great. I was like really, really invested in yeah. going back into that because I was like, okay, this is going to be the stability that's like different yeah. from freelance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved what I was doing, but I was also like, okay, I am... A parent, and I need this stability. Yeah, you need um, a routine. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so then I was in talks with that, and I really thought that that's where everything was going to go. I had spoke to my yep. boss and told her, like, "Hey, I love this, but this is the plan long term." She knew that. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you guys can't see this, but like. <laughs> You said you'd be giving Amp these looks sometimes, and it's hilarious. It's like so marriage life. This, not even what he's doing. He's like, <laughs> anyway, okay. Amp's doing sign language. Right? <laughs> Don't cut this. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> what are you acting like you're by yourself right now? This anyway, has beer candy <laughs> dripping down his lip right now. You don't. She's like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know you should have never got it. That was a distraction. See, that's your fault. So, um, so I, yeah, I was. That was the plan. I was like really preparing myself to like go back to this like corporate life. This like super, just like you're pretty much like this is your life. You're like very invested. in And you were like, I need like a full time gig that's like Mm -hmm. secure. I remember that conversation, dude. I remember that conversation too. I remember I was in traffic to go meet up with a friend, dude. It was in February. Yeah. yeah. Or February? February? Yeah. I think it was. That was last it was right year. before lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like on my way and you called me. You're like, yeah, like this sounds good. And you're telling me all the good things. I was like, yeah, like I hear that. Like that sounds good. But like, how do you feel <laughs> about it? Because like I know before in the past you you didn't like certain things and your work-life balance. Like are you going to be able to move forward with the way that they're going doing things? Like do you think it'll like they'll be able to respect your boundaries and you'll will you be able to respect your own boundaries? Mm-hmm. Like how is it going to be different? And you were just like, yeah, I feel like this is good. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. So it did feel like I remember being there and feeling like, yeah, it's probably going to go down that way because it just... Like you said, like they were tailory, like it felt like tailor made yeah. to you, and like the money was right, mm-hmm. like the, like everything that you needed, the the structure was there. So it's like they're basically handing you like a golden ticket. Like yeah. you gonna want this or not? Yeah. Plus, I like like I said, I like really enjoy parts of that team. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is like getting to see the fam again. Yes. You know? So that's where I was like mentally, like this is the plan, um, and then lockdown happened. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go into this lockdown and uh, I'm still doing freelance at the time. Uh, The freelance creative stuff I was doing in Palm Springs, that was like ended at that point because we were doing freelance creative for like hotels and stuff and that was all shut down. Yeah. Um, So I was still doing uploads and stuff with Thrilling. And the one thing about this company that's like absolutely amazing is as soon as 
the lockdown happened, they started working on ways that they could help their stores. Mm. So they were like, what could we do to offer relief to these small businesses that are being shut down? That's awesome. They started this Vintage for the People campaign and they had me design this tea. And they're like, yeah, like we want you to create this tea. We're going to sell it on our site. Um, And it's like teas and crewnecks and all the proceeds are going to go towards our shops. And we're going to try to help these small businesses that have to shut down. I was like, this is so tight. Um, Wow, that's just crazy to hear because during like a crisis pandemic, um, it's kind of goes down to people just like going out for themselves, Mm -hmm. like being selfish. Yeah. You know, you could see it in real time, in real life with like the toilet paper, Mm -hmm. the hand sanitizer. It it just creates like this chaos of selfishness. So for that company that you're working for to care about other people's companies, Mm -hmm. businesses, to make sure their bills are paid Mm -hmm. and putting them first is a huge... Um, a huge deal. I've yeah. never even heard of that. That's yeah. amazing because you would think that they're just going to look out for themselves and not try to start campaigns and the energy and the time to mm-hmm. help businesses. That's that's amazing. That's a that's a really good thing. Yeah, that's what I love about it. Exactly. Though. Yeah, that's like it. There's so much heart there. That's what the company's like core value is is to like help these small businesses you know and right away they went into action there was Mm. they sent out an email where they were like uh having a zoom call where you could see and meet with this person about like um just different ways of like rent relief or just like all these different things that were offered through the company for these small businesses to try to at least get their head above water a little bit and the thing that i love so much is that there's so much heart in this company from like the CEO to like all of us, it's just so real and so rooted in the right thing. Um, yeah. And so I was still doing, you know, the freelance job with them through the pandemic Mm -hmm. and helping them with these little side things. I was like doing some stuff in social media Mm -hmm. and just like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. None of us really knew what was going to happen at this time. We were just like trying to buy any toilet paper we could and (laughs) figure it out. Um, so yeah, uh, through that, I think it was like, it was, um, I'm trying to remember like when this went down towards like the end of last year, um, I still hadn't heard back from from the company, um, you know, about what was going to happen with what we had in talks. Mm -hmm. And then finally they emailed me back and they're like, Hey, that is not on the table anymore because it's that project's not going to go forward, but we want to talk about other opportunities in Mm -hmm. the company. Um, and already I had really wanted to be more involved in this company. I was already thinking like, I would yeah. love to just have a, a bigger hand in like what I do. I love it here. I love the, the values, like everything yes. just feels it aligned. right. Yeah. And that's when I got offered a promotion. Yeah. Um, yes, I was so hyped. They were like, um, so what's going on? What's going on with you and this <laughs> other opportunity? And I was like, well, it's kind of like not, not a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, So now what I do is I manage our weekly wholesale, which is like a perk of being on the platform is you get to shop this collection every week of these like curated vintage pieces to restore or to actually restock your inventory to resell. Mm. Um, A lot of our stores, they don't want to go out and source. They don't want to go to thrift stores right now, you know, just safety reasons. And Mm. it's just a little bit more difficult to restock their inventory. So we offer this as a perk on the platform. So I love it. I have an amazing team. And yeah, I just, I, I'm so happy with mm. this company and with like the way that that whole thing just like turned itself yeah. around. Yeah. 
I could have a whole podcast singing their praises right. because they are the shit. I love it. I love vintage. I love these people. They're in it for the right reasons, and, and it just feels like a second family. <laughs> I know that you spoke about Mo Vintage in your first episode, and you brought it up briefly in this episode, and you're talking about what you're currently doing with vintage clothing. Just out of curiosity, how did you get into vintage? Was it through a thrift store? Was it a piece that you got that was nostalgia to you? Like, what was like the turning point for you to have this love and passion um, for vintage clothing? Like someone would have a love and passion for skateboarding or a sport. How did how did you get involved in it? Um, be, being broke, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my Nana and my mom, they both raised me throughout my childhood. So they both thrifted. You mm-hmm. know, my mom was raising six kids. My Nana was just very frugal. So we were in the segunda all the La time. La segunda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I didn't even appreciate it then. I wasn't like, of oh, course. these are like the best clothes. I was like, I'm trying to go to the mall. Um, but yeah, that was it. And then just a home. Oh, so it, it came through like, like shopping for that was affordable. That was like where it started, like the route. Yeah, but like I, I wasn't like, yeah. You weren't you weren't hyped on no. getting the. You wanted <laughs> no. to go to rock, like not rock. You wanted to I go wanted get to go the fits off the mall to Miller's Outpost. Miller's I was like, Outpost. take me to Miller's Outpost. Okay, I want the pink Jansport backpack. I want the Spider Man, no Superman shirt. Remember that? Yeah. That was like the thing. So mm-hmm. That was kind of like the first. The first introduction, mm-hmm. stepping in a thrift store is because that's what's affordable. That's mm-hmm. what that's how we're getting clothes. Um, and then after that, was there a certain moment where, like, the love sparked in it? I think I just... Okay, so I went through this phase where, like, my body was, like, not really... Like, I was a chubbier kid and, like, going into, like, just, like, clothes at the mall weren't fitting me the way that they, like, were fitting other girls. So I was, like... No fashion over there. There was no fashion over there. <laughs> no was fashion over no jeans then. that hug your curves, girl. There was <laughs> no... Just, like, none of that. So um, uh, I was at a thrift store and I found this, like, really cool, like, men's tank top. And then I was just... I just started kind of experimenting with stuff. Like, oh, this is cool. This fits. This is different. I just like kind of like took a chance on it. And mm. a friend of mine had a store in the IE and she's like, why don't you sell clothes here? Like your style yeah. is really cool. People would buy it. I was like, oh, okay. Like she, mm-hmm. Lydia, shout out to you. You already know, girl, you are so key to this story. Yep. She gave me the name of vintage because Erica Mo was my nickname and it just kind of went from there. Yeah. But it was just like, nothing was really working for me. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to figure out what does. And yep. then, yeah. And here we are. Here we are. And I just, it's just amazing. Your story is just awesome to me just because I feel like Erica gets to do the shit that Erica was already doing before when she wasn't even getting paid for this. Like thrifting and, you know, doing shoots and styling and getting excited, like like working with people, like Mm -hmm. all that stuff are things that you love, you know? And I think (laughs) seeing you... um, go on this path and like kind of not not really know where it was taking you but just be passionate about it and just put in that work and just like just do it because you love it and also because like the like I gotta pay some bills but like because you love it and go into this company and like see you doing that now like as a profession working with vintage clothing yeah. and other people like I'm like dude that is so tight like that's it makes me so happy and so proud of you Thank and I know you. I've told this I've told you this before but I'm just like that is amazing in itself. Like, how does that feel? Because that must be a crazy feeling. 
I, um, I feel seen, <laughs> like I feel oh, seen, uh, I'll be in meetings. Like we do a weekly meeting and I'm, I just like look at our team and I hear like what we're doing and I'm like, I can't like believe this is oh. like really where I work, you know, like this is really what I do. Yeah. And especially because like you said, you know, it, it, our family is like coming at you, us like, Hey, go take this easy job or like, go do this. Or yeah. why don't you take the safe route? And yeah. I had so much like back and forth with my family about mm-hmm. wanting to do something in fashion for yeah. so long. And it was an ongoing thing. And now it's like, I'm okay. You mm-hmm. know, like, and, and I'm doing things on my terms, but like, not that I needed the validation from them, but it's just nice to have the respect, mm-hmm. you know, yes. like, and for them to see like this hard work was for something. And yeah to just be seen by my like my boss and by yeah. everyone in the company and respected for like the things that I bring to the table it's something I wouldn't trade for the world like I mm-hmm. will ride or die for this company oh. I love it I love it I love it and come see me if you if you're a vintage reseller I got you <laughs> the plugs <laughs> no I th- you know the other thing I think that really sticks out to me too about this company is just like when people start to get greedy is when your company's going down. Like when you start to do things just for money, like that's when things turn a corner and it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. When companies can, when people do things because they love them versus doing things to make money. I love that. It sounds like your boss in this company is like, they genuinely love what they do. Yeah. And that's why they chose like, okay, well, you know, obviously people aren't really going out. People aren't really shopping a lot because they don't really have money. How can we help these small businesses? Like, yeah. I love that they thought like that because I feel like a lot of companies are selfish and they're not going to give. Mm-hmm. They A lot of times people don't even like give their employees what they're worth mm-hmm. and just in general. And then on top of that, like, People go into crisis mode. Everybody for themselves. Yeah. And like, I ain't going to help you. Like, ain't nobody helping me. I ain't going to help you. And then, you know, they have to figure things out when shit hits the fan. And I think when you operate from a place that you're like, you know, aware, you're taking care of your people, you're taking care of your people and more, then you don't have to operate from the crisis mode. And like, your work still gets to be fun and you're still going to make money. Like, mm-hmm. money's going to come naturally because... You are doing good. It just, I just feel like it's the energy. It's like the reciprocation of like what you give, you get. And it could be in any like energy and then you get back money or energy, you get back energy, like whatever it is. Um, So I don't know. I just, I just think that it's awesome that you work for a company that and your morals and values like align with and that you're happy at, that you feel seen, you feel heard, that you have a good relationship with the boss. Like that's Mm -hmm. tight. And that you're like a leader in, like you're such a natural born leader. And I love to hear you talk about your team. I think like you are good about like understanding people's strengths as well. And like where they're, they can play their position and stuff. So I don't know. I just think it's awesome. And I'm just happy for you. you. (laughs) I also like have just seen like bad leadership and taken (laughs) from that. I've been like, that's not what I want to do. But in being in this company, to see this type of leadership and to be a part of it. Like my leaders in this company are amazing. And like uh, one of them, Britt, I'm going to just like shout her out. She blows my mind because I feel like she knows everything. And I'm like, how do you retain all this info? (laughs) She's just amazing. And everyone, like everyone on that team is a like... It's it's an all star team like everyone and they just are down for it because it's just it's it's I don't know I could everyone's I could go passion, on forever. Everyone's passionate. Yeah. Everyone's doing what they yeah. love and they're happy. When you happy too at work, you want to give to your team and you want to show up for your team. 
because you don't want to let want to let anybody down yeah. when you ain't happy at work and people aren't recognizing your work or you know you're just it's just not gonna happen like yeah. it, it, it's it all dwindles down like it, it's crazy yeah i could talk about that all day long too yes. though <laughs> um so obviously like you had a hard start with that from the last episode you're doing well mm-hmm. you're happy which is awesome i love to see you happy Give us an update with uh, about like motherhood and friendships and relationships from then to now. Motherhood is great as well. Haley is going to be seventeen this year, which like absolutely blows my mind. <laughs> um, and I just feel like the older she gets, the closer we get. It's really mm, interesting just because she's able to communicate with me in a different way. We we've learned so much. We've been to therapy together. Mm. Um, the last couple of years were really hard for us. You know, we we faced a lot of rough patches and just her growing older, yeah. her going through all the struggles that teens do. Yeah. Um, and us just kind of she she was obviously there when I was going through this depression of losing my job mm. and like you know that's I, probably hard for her too. Definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but I think there's so much transparency and just communication between Haley and I, mm-hmm. um, that she, she's able to understand, but I'm not like just like throwing it all on her, you know? Yeah. Um, she's great. She's, you guys already know she's amazing. Um, I know. I feel like just seeing you guys today. Um, I know we hung out today, but I feel like you guys are such closer than most daughters and mothers. Like I feel and I've seen it right now. Like, you guys could, like, finish each other's sentences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's amazing. And it's so cool to have um, her around mm-hmm. as, like, your, like, your right hand. Yeah. Um, and her being older, like how you said, you guys, you feel closer because she's getting, you know, she's going to understand more. And she's going to get the, the grasp on things more. And I think you're a great mother. But I think Thank your you. guys is, like duo it's like just like a robin and batman like just a good tag team it's like a really solid i love seeing you guys together thank you i mean it's it's not always like rainbows and sunshine i mean you know obviously there's it's there's hardship she's a teen and that's that's rough being a teenager girl like especially now it's it's rough and you know there's times when we butt heads there's a lot of times when we butt heads yeah but i think at the end of the day it's our ability to like be very vocal with each other and just like at the end of the day know that like I'm going to ride for you no matter what. I'm here for you. Let's talk it out. Let's figure out what we could do. And let's like keep it pushing because like life is happening, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. I love Haley and um, Erica don't want me and Haley to hang out no more because she's like, you guys gang up on me. Listen, and I'm just there's like, a tag team going on here and I do not appreciate listen, it. I just, look at, all I got to say is I am the Haley in my and Anthony's relationship and Erica is the Amph in, my, in Erica and Haley's relationship. So like, it's just like, Erica and Amph are very similar and me and Haley are very similar. So oh, you guys are bullies is what you're saying. And me and Amph are just we chilling. Just honest and we call it how we see it. We call it how we, we see call it, too, it but you guys are just a little louder. Haley's laughing in the background because she's like, yep. She's like, yep. Because they're like little chihuahuas. Yep. Yeah. And me and Amph are just like. I'm not a chihuahua. That's what I'll you guys are being right now. We just chilling out like Whatever. in the corner trying to chill. You what? guys just want to. Whatever. <laughs> You're lucky your eyebrows look good right now. Thank you. <laughs> I've been growing them out over quarantine, you know. TikTok. I'm telling you, you can learn anything on TikTok. I learned how to do my eyebrows. 
No, but I love to see your guys' relationship and how you guys have grown and how you guys have grown closer. And it's obviously not easy, but I, you know, like I love to see the progress and I love to see you um, always willing to be open to learn and to be better and just just that you guys are closer, the more better, better than ever, I feel. So I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you both. Thank you. Yay. What else is going on? What else is new? Um, I think like, again, going back to family, yeah. um, when we last did the show, yeah. my family was going through mm-hmm. a really rough patch. I mm-hmm. mean, my brother had passed away just like Amph had said in his episode. That's not something you just like get over nope. within like months, you know, it's something you carry forever. Yeah. Um, and I think when I did the show, I was still in a place of just like not understanding yeah. why it was very fresh when yeah. we did the mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very fresh. And I was still... Like, I, I I was not understanding why not everybody was processing the way I was or how I saw fit almost. Yeah. And I wasn't able to, it, I just didn't understand, yeah. you know? So it was, it was coming from a place of like, I want, I almost like want things to be normal, but they're never going to, you yeah, know? Yeah. And new normal. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was coming from a place of like hurt and just like not understanding. And it it was kind of like a a dark like place, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't able to just like see people for what they were going through and and accept that and like be supportive in, in a really positive way. I was more so like, well, I don't get it. I don't understand. So I'm going to just like close it off. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. and through, since the episode, you know, my family's grown, grown close in so many ways, you know, everybody processed things in their own way. I think the hardest for me to see was my mom. Um, I just, I don't know what it's like to lose a child. I mean, you know, we lost our brother, but she lost her child and mm-hmm. she's, she lost her husband as well, you know? So I can't imagine what that feels like. And I think just to see her go through it in, in the ways that she was, it, it was heart, hurtful and I wanted to help, but I didn't know how to help. Yeah. So I just shut down and mm-hmm. like, kind of just like my way of dealing with things sometimes is like, I'm just kind of like cold and yeah. that's kind of where I was at that time. And I had to do work on myself. I had to go to Mm. therapy. I had to try to understand that my way isn't her way and, you know, it isn't my siblings way and just, you know, just try to deal and show up for them in the way that I could and like accept that like they were going to process it and grieve in their own way. And I just had to be there and just help in whatever way I could and and not try to change it on my terms, you know, because it wasn't about me. Um, and it's really hard to do that when it's someone you love, you know, you just like love these people so much and you just want, you You want to shake them. You want to shake and be like, why don't you understand? Or why don't you see this? Or why don't you feel like this? Or why aren't you dealing with it this way? But But also it's like when you think, when you say that out loud, it's like, it sounds crazy. How dare you (laughs) try to to say how, how, why can't you do this? You know, when you've lost someone. So it's like, yeah, grief is like a, a crazy thing. I mean, we're going to talk about this in the episode when we yeah. do it, but yep. just Next seeing episode. someone you care about, you love so much mm. hurt in that's so many what's ways. Hard. Yeah. That's, Cause I that's think what's hard. hard is just like not being able, cause obviously I, I mean different stories, but like, I think that was hard for me seeing Amph go through mm-hmm. dealing with his sister. And I think it, that was like, I didn't want to change the way he grieved, but I yeah. was also like, I don't know how to help you. Like, I want to help you, but how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And then when I felt like I wasn't helping, I would be like frustrated and just like, I'd I'd like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I think it's just like that hopeless feeling and that, that like, 
I love you so much and I don't know how to help. Yeah. And it's just like, it's hard because I think that we're people that like, like to have control and we mm-hmm. like to like know what we need to do and do what we, do what we need to do. And we, those are moments where you don't have it. And mm-hmm. that's not a good feeling for us. Yeah, definitely. So, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like we said, it's, it's something you carry forever. Yeah. We are in a really good place as a family right now. Um, the mm-hmm. best thing is like seeing my mom just, you know, she's, she's different now. We yeah. all are. We're yeah. all, always going to be different, but that's just like life too. Yeah. Um, but she's smiling again and she's like, you know, I, I know she's in pain still and sometimes are worse than others. My siblings as well, but yeah. we're able to just be happy again and, and like relish yeah. in the moments that are now my brother had a, a baby mm. olivia she is like the love of all of our lives <laughs> she's a virgo of course she is my little of baby virgo her birthday is on beyonce's birthday so she is destined <laughs> for amazingness and that's all i have to say about that um, but that's like a blessing right yeah. like you you go through like so much loss and then you you have all of this like great these great things like um you know, my brother got married. Yes. Um, I married him. I was ordained oh for gosh, the day. So I, I got to marry that. him. And that was amazing. My brother's like my best friend. Yeah. So that I was love great. Your relationship. Yeah, it was very, very special. I didn't expect that at all. And I was like, uh, yes, I will Aww. totally do it. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Um, my sisters are, they're just like in really good places. Mm-hmm. Just, they just make me so proud. I'm so damn proud. Um, so yeah, we're in a good, good place. You know, yeah. it's it's like it's just life. There's like these really extreme lows, and then like yeah. before you know it, it's like you're at this like extreme high again. So yeah, I like the fact that because I follow you and some of your family members on social, and just getting a glimpse from your brother's life, he's still so celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes some families could shy away and like kind of like hide that hurt and like kind of hide like the maybe sometimes celebrating somebody for some people is hard to do. So they try to like avoid it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like your brother's life is celebrated every day, um, every holiday, so many days throughout the week, even if it's a pandemic or not, um, your brother's life is always um, on display of celebration. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing it um, coming from where I'm coming from with Becca, yeah. but seeing your brother and I love your family, how they do that. Um, with yeah. that being said, like, how did, do, how does that, how does that feel with your family? Like, it, like it, ha- it has to be like a grateful feeling, right? That you guys still keep his, you know, like kind of like Nipsey, like the marathon continues, like mm-hmm. with his life. Like how how does that feel to see um, just your family and you um, just putting in so much energy to celebrate him still? I mean, it's great. I think it helps with the grieving process for everyone. Like it's something that you're going to carry forever. So why would you not? call a spade a spade, you know, like why would, why would you not let it be what it is? Like the person is physically gone, but you want to, you know, you want to maintain that memory of them. I think your family does that as well with Becca. Like you guys always keep mementos of her Mm -hmm. and like the butterflies and just little things, you know, that we see signs all the time. Exactly. That kid today with the, with the, that you so close to with the bandana on his head, he had a little star in his hair, a blue star. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I didn't tell you yet. 
Oh, is, is she? Yes. Is, she's everywhere. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. And I think that that's like, right. That's how you keep recognizing those things mm-hmm. is like you celebrate that person, you mm-hmm. keep their memory alive, you know? And like my brother is my other brother, Ruben. He's so extra. He, <laughs> <laughs> he like made a cardboard cutout of my brother. So he'll just like send us pictures of my brother, like in random. He's, he's like wild. Ruben is, Ruben so, is extra. so funny. <laughs> he's like the, like a comedian. He could be a comedian. He should be a famous <laughs> comedian. Right he now. is like the dose of comedy that like we all need so funny and yeah he's awesome i love your family though Thank i you. love to see like the growth in your family though because i feel like your relationships with your sisters have grown yeah. a lot like i feel like they know you better they understand you better and i feel like i know that your relationship with your mom is always evolving as well mm-hmm. and so it's just like awesome to see and to hear about that um yeah thank you yeah i'm i'm very very grateful for like being able to come to this point with my family. Yeah. I mean, you know, it hasn't been the easiest road and yeah. um, where we are going to be easy. Yeah. You know, and, and, and nothing worth having is Mm-mm. so it's just, it's a, it's a great place to be in right now. Talk to me a little bit about, um, how your friendships have evolved. Ooh. So friendships are obviously like my just like reoccurring theme in life. I value my friends so damn much. Your friends um, are your family yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And especially going through the rough patches with my family, my friends became my family. And I just, I'm always going to hold all of them so close to me. Yeah. But also we're growing, you know, yeah. we're evolving, we're changing in so many ways, we're getting older. So, <laughs> um, we're getting, sorry, I'm not laughing at my friends. I'm laughing at something happening off camera here. Um, <laughs> sorry so guys, we're, we're growing, we're changing, you know, we're getting older. So our friendship evolves as we do. Right. Yeah. Um, my friends are the inspiration for Mo Vintage. Every, every part of Mo Vintage is inspired by the women in my lives, you know, like the pieces I pick. Join us next week for part two of Growth with Erica Mo. Bye.